Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those racing to success minute. Numbers are often a millstones. And when you fix your goals, that will be easier to reach if you are really following your numbers. On your bank account, this is even more important because you need to be sure that your inflow and your cash flow in your business are always matching with Nadine at NadineRacing.com. Welcome back to the big broadcast, Coast to Coast. And border to border on the world famous Cheeky Chigwire radio program. John Greenberg is with us today. And we've got John with us today for at least a half hour to chat about uh, some of the different news going on and some of the different stories that have uh, recently happened in, in the sports world. Uh, John's been on our program many a times before. I really enjoy having John on. He's the critically acclaimed author of The Grand Old Man, Amos Alonzo Stagg. Also, Captain Courageous, My True Story. And uh, he's wrote several books on legendary college football teams and Hall of Fame coaches. He's a sports historian, and he's with us today here on the telephone. Now, John, there is a lot of um, a lot, a lot of a lot of news the last couple of weeks as far as the sports right. world is concerned. Um, right. First of all, I want to have you give me your thoughts on Deflate Gate. Let's talk a little bit about this. Okay, uh, Deflate Gate. I'm sure uh, uh, most people are aware that uh, it resulted in Tom Brady being suspended for four games. And now uh, that uh, punishment is being appealed. Uh, the, the team that he plays for, the New England Patriots, they were fined a million dollars and they lost two draft choices, and they have they decided not to appeal that. So uh, the question of how many games Brady will actually miss and when he will miss these games, uh, this is still to be concluded. Uh, he's going to appeal the decision. Uh, to the league, uh, Roger Goodell has decided to hear the decision, to hear the appeal, and if uh, uh, Brady and his lawyer Jeffrey Kessler do not get a satisfactory uh, decision, in all likelihood they will take it to federal court and sue. Now, so um, that, that's the status at this point. Now, 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 John, does this punishment fit the crime on this uh, this Brady situation? Uh, it, it's funny, but. Uh, it sounds like it isn't a big deal. And this gets into the mentality, well, uh, he wasn't the only quarterback doing this. Uh, there's probably other teams that do it. Uh, some people came out and, and stated that. But it's still an infraction of the rules. And uh, the league created this problem, I believe, because in 2006, they agreed to allow teams to supply their own balls when they were on offense. Prior, prior to that, the home team supplied the balls for both teams to use. And uh, 
Uh, pro football, like any other type of competition, uh, everybody is looking for an edge of some kind. And the quarterbacks, they feel that if the ball is at a certain pressure, they can grip it better, just as they feel that if the ball has a rough surface, they can grip it better. They don't want balls coming right out of the box that might be a little bit slick. So to allow the offensive teams to supply their own balls, I think this created a loophole, and Brady and the others, uh, they were taking advantage of the loophole, and I think the league should make a, a move to close it down. Now, the big problem with Brady, I, I believe, is that he didn't come forward and cooperate in the, in the uh, initial inquiry. They wanted him to turn over his cell phone. Uh, he could have turned it over to a lawyer with the Patriots. He wouldn't do that. And because of that, uh, the league went ahead and they hired a lawyer by the name of Wells who conducted an investigation and he questioned 67 people, probably spent close to $2 million doing it. And for that reason, that's why the league is coming down hard on Brady. They want to make an example out of him. They want uh, the point made that when you are uh, uh, questioned about a rules infraction, uh, you've got to fess up, don't lie, uh, come forward, and uh, they don't want people... Uh, going to any type of lengths to conceal what was going on. So uh, it, well, it, uh, it, it, you know, it sounds like it's not a, a really uh, egregious infraction like uh, dumping a game or playing less to your ability or using performance-enhancing drugs or domestic violence, but it is still a rules infraction. And the Patriots, uh, they've uh, had a track record of breaking rules with Spygate back in 2007. Yep, yep, yep. So it, it all is, gets down to you've got to obey the rules, yes. and uh, they're making an example out of Brady. But uh, and, and the vast majority of sports fans, uh, they seem to feel that Brady was, was given a, his just punishment. Maybe not the Patriot fans, but the majority of, of hardcore football fans, they feel that uh, Brady was given a just punishment, and they also feel that the Patriots have been cheating in the past. And they also feel that that uh, the same offense is being committed by other teams. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the league, what efforts the league takes to try and close this loophole. Uh, at the owners' meeting, uh, the point was made that they're not going to allow the ball attendance. Now, these are people that are part-time employees. They only work at their team's home games, but the ball attendants will no longer have access to the footballs once the officials have examined them prior to a game. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well, that's that 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 that's some that's some uh, major news here. We've got John Greenberg with us today, national sports insider. He's also a sports historian. Now, now, John, talking here about this Spygate situation, was it too steep right. of a uh, of of a deal here? It should have been, or should have been uh, longer as far as the four game suspension. Well, uh, no. I, I don't think they were going to suspend him for anything like six games or the entire season, and there was no chance that they were going to wipe off the Super Bowl triumph. Um, as far as the uh, spy gate, uh, that kind of set the table because it, uh, it created a reputation. 
for the Patriots being an organization that's willing to push the envelope and seek an unfair advantage. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, long before 2006, there were many, many years where the teams, uh, the home team, would supply the ball. And, and I wonder, why doesn't the NFL just supply the football? Instead of the football <laughs> going directly to the, to the right. teams themselves, just let the league supply it. Of course, you're going to hear from the quarterbacks who say, well, uh, if, you, if you give us brand-new footballs, the games aren't going to be as, as exciting because you're going to get a lot of fumbles and you'll, you'll have uh, flutter balls thrown because the quarterbacks won't be able to get a good grip on the ball. Now, ironically, in the last week in Major League Baseball, there's been a big uh, brouhaha about uh, putting foreign substances on the arms of pitchers. Oh, really? So that they can use that to get a better grip on the ball. Okay, and what they're doing now, uh, there was a, a pitcher named Will Smith, and he was ejected from a game because he had put a mixture of rosin and sunscreen on his right arm. And the, and the brand they tend to use is called Bullfrog. They yeah. spray it on, they add some powdered rosin, and then they uh, touch their fingers to get a better grip on the ball. And the rule says that you can't use any foreign, can't have any foreign substance on you when you're pitching that you can uh, put onto the, the baseball. Well, you got some people in baseball that are saying, look, uh, this is for the safety of the of the people in the batter's box. That if you have better control over the ball, there's less chance of hitting a pitcher or hitting getting hit by a pitch. There's less chance of a batter getting hit by a pitch. So this is actually uh, safer. So they should allow them to do that. Well, you know, if if you give them an inch, uh, they're going to take a mile. You either got to do it or, or not do it. And it's just ironic to me how, you know, we've gotten through this deflate gate to the extent that the league has finally come down with the punishment. It's going to be appealed. And now we've got another problem with, uh, you know, with, with rules breaking, uh, putting foreign substances on uh, pitchers' arms and, and all this. It, it just goes to show that there's always going to be uh, some people out there engaged in any activity, I don't care if it's business or education or anything, they're going to look for a competitive edge, and uh, this is why uh, rules are there, and there are people to enforce the rules. So uh, that's, you know, that's always going to be a constant in the world of sports. Some people once said, if you're not trying hard enough, uh, you're not cheating. Well, we've got John Greenberg with us today. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back with John. We're going to chat about the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight that recently took place, all the hype surrounding that, everything that's happened afterwards. We've got more coming up with John Greenberg here on the Big Program. Structure in its captured portion of Ukraine, and what does it mean for the West? Although it rarely gets mentioned, Ukraine voluntarily surrendered its nuclear arsenal, the third largest in the world at the time, in return for guarantees of its territorial sovereignty. The U.S., the United Kingdom, and Russia signed the Budapest Memorandum in 1994, supposedly safeguarding Ukraine. Clearly, all three guarantors have broken their word. 
Moscow invaded and annexed a portion of Ukraine, and neither London nor Washington did anything substantive in response. That failure sent a reverberating powerful message to aggressors across the globe. Russia, which is in violation of other treaties as well, has learned that it can abrogate agreements with impunity. So can other anti-Western powers. Apologists for Putin may claim that Russia is only solidifying his grip on a strategic occupied portion of Ukraine. However, the Jamestown Foundation reports that these Russian military reinforcements are aimed at a much larger target. These reinforcements also derive from previously announced plans to emphasize Russian military buildups for 2015 in the Baltic, Ukraine, and the Arctic. Moscow's boosting of its nuclear and conventional forces suggests a continuing Russian effort not just to deter NATO, but also to intimidate European governments. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. One of 700 radio show hosts included in the book, Talk Radio Wants You. This Jiggy Jaguar radio program. John Greenberg is our guest here on our big broadcast here on Memorial Day. And uh, John Greenberg joins us live 19 minutes after the hour. Now, John, there was a uh, the, the, the fight of the century took place a couple weeks ago between uh, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. Now, my, my question, John, is give me your thoughts on all this and then we'll kind of move forward with some of the fallout and things that have taken place since then. Okay, first of all, uh, from a historical standpoint, it is the biggest payday in the history of boxing, and probably the biggest payday for one night in the history of sports, because uh, the total revenue, they're still counting it, but it has exceeded uh, $500 million. Uh, Floyd Mayweather was paid $250 million. That's the best estimate. And uh, that $250 million, you put that into perspective, that's a payroll for two NFL teams, just about. Wow. So, uh, from that, yeah, the, the money was just unbelievable. As far as the, the quality of the fight, I, I think that there were so many disappointed uh, viewers for the pay-per-view, simply because a lot of people have not been watching boxing uh, for the last several years. For nearly 10 years, it, it hasn't been available on regular cable television channels that much. Uh, you'd have to uh, go to pay-per-view or go to extra-cost channels like Showtime, HBO. But now that is starting to, uh, to change because you've got the premier boxing champions with Al Heyman, and they are utilizing uh, networks like NBC and CBS and Spike and that sort of thing. But that being said, the problem is that when people are not used to watching uh, professional boxing, they tend to lose sight of the fact that not every fighter is a one-punch knockout artist. Not every fighter even wants to get involved in a brawl. And Floyd Mayweather is an ultra-defensive fighter who avoids getting into a brawl. So you've got an ultra-defensive fighter. You've got uh, a Pacquiao who is more of a brawler, uh, still the ultra-defensive fighter is really going to tone down the proceedings. So the chances of seeing a knockout, uh, this was a, uh, a couple of welterweights. These are not heavyweights. 
uh, you're not going to get the big blasting punches, and that just makes for a dull fight. An old adage in fighting, styles of fighting make the fights. If you've got a, if you've got a, a, a strong puncher and you've got heavyweights going toe-to-toe, you're likely to see more knockdowns and knockouts than you will if you've got somebody in the lighter division that is an ultra-defensive fighter. So that, going in, uh, the real boxing fans, they pretty much, they knew what they were headed for, but the general public didn't, and that's why uh, they're so disappointed, and you had a number of fans that are trying to sue to get their money back and to even uh, uh, have uh, Pacquiao pay damages because he didn't disclose his shoulder injury and all those talk of the injuries, I think that they're trying to set up a rematch. Ah, okay. That's that that that's what I was trying to uh, to, to figure out, John, is why they talk about these the, these issues with this injury and all these different things. Uh-huh. And there's also mention made that Mayweather's hands were very sore. That uh, you know, the, both these fighters are in their thirties. His hands were very sore. So this is all talk to try to instigate a rematch. And, uh, you know, there's no way that they're going to get as big a payday for a rematch, but a rematch would probably uh, bring in more pay-per-view buys than uh, uh, having anybody else uh, fight at this stage of the game. Uh, Boxing is going through a transition, and they need some stars, and and there are some stars that are emerging, but nobody has really uh, captured the fantasy of the uh, general public and they, there are some heavyweights on the horizon, but that's all going to take a little time. We've got, but, uh, we've got the great John Greenberg with us today, uh, talking uh, Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight that took place. Um, yeah. Was this fight worth the money that it earned, John? No, obviously not. I, obviously, you know, if if you were looking uh, for the fight of the century uh, that actually came to to pass in the ring. No, it isn't. But from a money standpoint, it blows everybody out of the saddle. The question is, will will there ever be another fight that that brings in as much money? Uh, I I don't think for the foreseeable future we're, we're going to see something like that. We've got John Greenberg joining us today here on the broadcast, and uh, John, there there is a lot going on as it uh, as it uh, surrounds this this fight. What what did you think of the uh, the the fans uh, <laughs> that are trying to sue Manny Pacquiao and everybody involved with HBO? I really don't. I don't think that they're going to get very far. Uh, now you know what's interesting is today is May twenty fifth. Uh, 2015, 50 years ago, there oh, yeah. was another uh, fight uh, shrouded in controversy. And you talk about the hype. Uh, this was not hype. This was uh, notoriety. You had the rematch of Cassius Clay versus Sonny Liston. Cassius Clay had just uh, changed his name uh, to Muhammad Ali. And uh, the fight was uh, in May. And in February, three months before, Malcolm X had been assassinated, and the fight uh, was a a powder keg. It was supposed to be held in Boston. It wound up getting sent to Lewiston, Maine, and there was uh, 
uh, reports of the black Muslims going to Liston and saying that if you don't lose, you will be killed. And it ended up where it was decided in less than two minutes by what's called the phantom punch. And uh, Muhammad Ali did get off a punch. He did hit him in the jaw. But Liston went down, and he went down so slowly that it didn't look quite real. And that was the end, uh, pretty much, of Sonny Liston's uh, career as a, a major boxer. And there's always been talk that it was a fix. And uh, this, is, this is probably a fight that, uh, that is going to be remembered much more than the Pacquiao-Mayweather uh, fight as time goes by. Because uh, there's nothing uh, like getting uh, the uh, charge of a fix to uh, to keep to keep the memory going, so it's isn't that uh, ironic that here we just got finished with this uh, alleged fight of the century, and now we're at the 50th anniversary of uh, what some people say is the most flagrant uh, example of a rigged fight. <laughs> John Greenberg with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, talking about uh, some some of the big stories. And one of the big stories, of course, uh, reliving history: Ali and Liston, the Phantom Punch. And uh, as right. John mentioned, Muhammad Ali defeated Sonny Liston in the first round right. of heavyweight match, produced right. one of the strangest finishes in boxing history. Now, John, with this fight, uh, what was some of the hype back then and things surrounding? that this fight they, as compared to Mayweather to, Pacquiao. They didn't have to hype it because of all the uh, controversy and drama uh, surrounding everything. Um, the fact that uh, uh, Cassius Clay had converted to Islam and had changed his name, this was in the months prior to the fight, and it's created such a powder keg that uh, Boston refused to allow the fight to take place. Could you imagine Las Vegas refusing that Pacquiao-Mayweather fight to take place? And then you, you've got the other idea that uh, there was the presence of, of the, uh, the black Muslims that were there and that they uh, threatened, that allegedly this threat was made. And there was uh, so, much, uh, uh, so much inquiry into it the film of the fight, it, it was reviewed constantly, and it was determined that, yes, uh, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, did connect with uh, Liston, and he did it. You, you don't have to, your, your punch doesn't have to travel more than a few inches. I mean, if it goes three or six inches, if you hit the guy just right on the, on, on the jaw, uh, he's going to go down. But what made it look bad was that Liston collapsed uh, slowly, and it just didn't look uh, real. And then, uh, you know, this whole, you talk about the people upset about Pacquiao and Mayweather and wanting their money back. What about all the people that were on the, they called it closed-circuit television back then. I think there was approaching a million people around the country that had paid for closed-circuit television and they went in to the theaters. Then you couldn't go to your home and get it. And they, uh, they, they saw something that lasted less than two minutes and just didn't look right. And the attendance for that was one of the lowest in the history of a championship heavyweight bout. There was less than 2,500 people in a facility that was actually a hockey rink 
for high school uh, hockey games. So, uh, you know, as I said before, uh, all the talk about the super fight that we uh, had May 2nd, here it is, May 25th, we're still talking about it, and it's the 50th anniversary of something that really, really looked bad. <laughs> and you could say that those fight fans back in 65, they had more of a cause to be upset than the ones who were uh, disappointed with the performance of Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. So it, it just goes to show that uh, one of the uh, things that keep us uh, talking about sports is controversy. And, uh, you know, with all of the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, Stanley Cup playoffs, what dominated the sports pages in the month of May? Deflate gate. <laughs> well, John, uh, before we let you go, my friend, give us give us an update on the books and uh, are right. you, uh, everything. A, a romantic thriller novel that's out called And Love Was Born, Death Followed. I co-authored it with Laura Brown, a wonderful poet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.